One point I really love Ukraine. The reason why I love it is, first of all, because it has a lot of creativity in it. You can create new horizons just from nothing, I guess. There are a lot of different opportunities uh, and you can catch them and work on them. Uh, there are also a lot of wonderful people in Ukraine. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. In reality, Ukrainian people are much better, much more interesting and friendly than other people expect. This podcast is about the real life, experiences, work and personalities of Ukrainian people with a focus on the capital Kiev, so that foreigners Discover the positive truth about Ukraine, hear the voices of Ukrainians, visit the country, and invest in the economy, creating more opportunities for the younger Ukrainian generations to stay and build their country. Hello, my name is Aziz, and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help clean the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me, and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me so many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for the children who lost their families in the war. I could not return to Ukraine in 2020 because of COVID-19, so this project, this podcast, is my volunteer work to help Ukraine. And thank you all so much for the support. This podcast now is ranking number one on Apple Podcasts about Ukraine. Top 100 travel podcasts in Switzerland. Top 60 travel podcasts in the UK. Top 30 in the Netherlands. Top 25 in Russia. And top 20 on Apple Poland. So thank you. My guest today is Kate Zahovaiko from the Kiev National Economics University to IMB Academy to Beetroot Academy, from Nestlé to Cybervision Inc. to the SPB Group in London, from teaching and being an author at the Beetroot Academy to Pink Programming, programming in Malmo, Sweden. Kate is now a front-end developer at Beetroot and the CEO of Happy Project in Ukraine, where she focuses on making other people happy. She loves singing, and that's what she's focusing on learning. Yoga, where she's a super expert, and hosting Def Shata for women in IT. Kate, how are you today? Oh, I'm really great. And you gave the very like long experience Oh my God, <laughs> a very long uh, description of my experience. And it was so nice listening to all of this <laughs> and reflecting. And it will be much nicer. So let's begin with something a bit more. Rather than asking you what is the story that made you who you are, I will say, is there a story, an experience or a moment in your life that either means a lot to you or represents who you are in this world? 
Uh, yeah, I believe this moment was like maybe two years ago. Uh, I had a lot of different experience by that time, but I was not sure who I would like to be and what I would like to do in this life. And I was a little bit frustrated about it because I was a good student, an A-level student. I was a good worker, but I wasn't happy. So uh, I decided to learn the positive psychology and to participate in the life purpose course. And after that, uh, I started to discover myself, uh, to learn how to make other people happier. And uh, I guess that was a turning point of my experience that made, made me who I am and uh, showed that uh, I guess my purpose in life is to make, uh, to make other people happier. Let's zoom in because this is wonderful. So what was exactly that when you did that life purpose course, maybe you did some exercise or a journaling or meditation, or I'm not really sure what was the part exactly that gave you that insight that mm -hmm. your purpose in this world is to be happier and to make other people happy. What was the realization? Yeah, so the course uh, consists of different parts. It has the large theoretical part describing some uh, basic concepts about limiting beliefs, uh, about motivation and so on and so forth. But I guess the most valuable for me was the practical part. When we start reflecting on our childhood, on the teenage age, on the university and start collecting different clues about what we really enjoyed doing and about when we felt the most happy and which moments. And I started to reflect and recollect these moments and I understood that I'm the most happy when I share my knowledge with others, when I see that I can motivate someone, inspire. And after that, I like started to work in this direction. I started to practice different positive psychology techniques and I guess maybe it was a magic at some point. I just understood that I want to have the happy project. So it wasn't like the really mature idea. Uh, at some point, I just got it and started working on it. Thank you. So to you, when you spoke specifically, sharing your knowledge, motivating other people, and maybe even sharing enthusiasm, excitement for life, to ask you more specifically, and now this is totally a hypothesis, is it because you, when you weren't happy, then you discovered that when you make other people happy, it's two things. You feel more meaningful in this world because you're not just being selfish, but impacting other people. And when you see someone else motivated, alive, and happy, it gives you more of the belief that, wow, someone else made it. It's more, more, and more possible and true for me, which is overcoming limiting beliefs. Is it this way or what is really the deeper meaning that touches your heart about making other people happy, alive, motivated and sharing your knowledge? Yeah, so I guess that uh, you are totally correct about this hypothesis, but there is also the different side of the coin. I was thinking about how I could make our world a better place of what is my potential uh, to do my best and to have the biggest result and uh, how I could make our world more kinder, uh, warmer, more sympathetic because I'm really frustrated about 
anger about envy and about when different people are hurting each other. And at some point, I understood that uh, if a person is happy, this person would never do harm to another person. So this is my way to make our world a better place. Because happy people, they spread happiness. They don't want to spread some like anger or envy or evil. They want to spread happiness. So the more uh, people I uh, make happy, uh, the, the more people they will make happy. So something like that. Thank you. Now I have to ask something quite big. So please take notes. <laughs> <laughs> so a few things. One. Do you have a lot of empathy where in reality, when you are around people who have anger, envy, and negativity, in some way, you feel those emotions as well. And therefore, at some level, you feel if more people uh, in the world are happy, even when you walk around, they will not just share that happiness by sharing knowledge, but it's like infection of the positive emotions which is both for you so when you walk around they share with you good emotions rather than dump the negativity on you and on others together with each other and there is something called projection in psychology where it actually what you hate in this world or dislike is some things that you don't like about yourself so were there moments in your life where you had anger envy and negativity and then you decided no this is not acceptable i don't want to have this in my life and therefore there was a turning point that please share about and you spoke about you want to be the best you can be so i'm sensing and correct me if this is wrong are you a perfectionist are you did you transfer your uh, super achievements in education and being a good employee into trying to be the best happy sharer in the world which is competitive somehow so do you have a bit of competitive per side to your personality as well as dealing with perfectionism and always trying to be the best most excellent at everything you do rather than being a bit more relaxed about it which is not so yogic if it might say but it's uh, possible and you said you want to impact the world why is that important to you? Is it something about you? Is it, do you think, oh, when I want to have ch children in the future, I want them to grow up in a better world, not in a messed up world? Or is it because you're so ambitious, you think, nah, I don't want small goals. I want the big, hugest world impact. And thank you, comment on whatever was relevant to you, because that was a lot. <laughs> okay, I guess I'll start uh, about the part of the perfectionism. So I guess... Uh, some time ago, I used to be a perfectionist. Uh, I thought that uh, good work is only a perfect work. But now I understand that this is not really a correct point because uh, even some work that is not perfect might help a lot of people. This is, this is the first point. And the second point is that the perfectionism uh, gave us a lot of anxiety uh, and a lot of insecurity. Uh, and we feel like uh, we could do better, but we didn't. And these things, they usually make us unhappy. So I guess that uh, I started at some point sense these feelings and started to work on them. And I guess now I'm not a perfectionist. I hope so. <laughs> uh, so this was the part about the perfectionism. And I would also like to comment uh, about the competition and me being an ambitious person. 
I guess also at some point in my past, uh, I was really competitive and I thought that the competition is a way to improve myself and to improve others. Uh, but now I switched to the mindset of the creator. And now I understand that the real impact comes when you start competing, but you stop competing, but you start creating something. Uh, when you share your deepest thoughts, emotions with the others, uh, the way uh, you think they should be <laughs> like uh, described. Uh, so yeah, I guess uh, I'm now not, I hope I'm not a competitor. I just like to create something that make our world a better place. And why I would like to make our world a better place? I guess that's because uh, when you share your gifts with the world, when you do something meaningful, it really impacts your happiness. Uh, you feel that you are using your potential to the fullest. Uh, and it gives meaning to your life. Because uh, at some point, when you don't feel that you have some meaning in this life, you lose your motivation, you lose your willpower, and uh, you even can have some uh, psychosomatic symptoms, problem with health. So I guess uh, for me, it's like my way to live to the fullest, <laughs> I guess. And yes, uh, I would also like to comment about the empathy. So yeah, I, I guess mm, all people have it inside them. But some people, they are just uh, ignore it for so long that uh, at some point they stop feeling other people, uh, people's feelings uh, and, and uh, they lose connection with the world. And uh, I guess this connection is very important when you feel this connection, when you feel other people's emotions, you can be more sympathetic, you can understand why people make mistakes, uh, and you can have less evil in the world. I don't know, it's like some idealistic <laughs> way, I guess, but I'm, um, I believe that it might work this way, yeah. Thank you. I have so many questions. I hope you have like a notebook or something because this is wonderful, really, really wonderful one. What did you do to overcome perfectionism? Can you share with the people, with the listeners, what insight allowed you to understand that, okay, I've been perfectionist for so long. It's even a habit, which is difficult for the brain to change, but I choose to stop that. Maybe that lesson will be important for them you said you want to help a lot of people well why exactly is that because i asked you before i said is this because you wanted for the children or in the future to have a better life or for you to walk around be surrounded with happy people or something like that if you can comment on this and in ukraine do you notice the culture of the people is more focused on happiness or on achievements and work, work, work? And if so, why do you think this is the case? And what do you tell people from your culture to help them that tends to help convince them or change their mindset about uh, happiness and about competitivity? And you used to think that is the way. Did you have members or people in your family when growing up who were competitors and very competitive as well? Or were you, do you have a childhood memory whereby achieving and being excellent, you were praised, appreciated, and rewarded, and therefore you associated that with love in your family, and you used meaningful as a word a lot 
what does meaningful mean to you, <laughs> which is funny to say, but what is it? Also, you said you have to use your potential to its fullest. How is this related to happiness? What does that really mean? And what do you say to, for example, Zen Buddhists who will say, no, man, I can just relax, uh, do some yoga poses and be happy. And why should I live in this illusion of trying to live to my potential to its fullest? So how do you think and approach that? And what is to you the difference difference between competitive or competitor and creator? You mentioned those two. You said, now I'm in the mindset of a creator. Well, what is really the definition and the differences between that? Also, you spoke about how you can lose your motivation and even have psychosomatic things, um, symptoms out of not being happy and being too competitive and living in the whatever called wrong way. So I don't want to judge any way. So mm-hmm. to you, did you have periods in your life where you lost motivation? How was that? Did you feel lethargic, even depressed? Did you have psychosomatic uh, things that maybe you can share and the difference now that because you're happier, you overcame those as well as why did you say early on in the beginning, sharing knowledge? There can be so many ways to share happiness in the world. Why did you choose knowledge? Are you an intellectual? And therefore, I have to ask you, is yoga a way for you to get back into your body? Because as a programmer and a learner and someone who is an intellectual, you have like too much time spending thinking and in your head and you need a way to be present and embodied and in your body and therefore yoga is that path and i know that's a lot but there is so much to extract from <laughs> the words that you say so i have to ask a lot and please comment okay so yeah i guess i will start uh by the story uh why i switched to this like positive psychology learning myself exploring myself uh so at some point i, I was like uh I guess, uh, the person, the achiever person. So uh, I went to the Kiev National Economic University. Uh, It was like the scholarship program. And so I was always like concentrating on getting a straight A's on all the exams. I started working on my third year of university. And like, uh, I was always thinking about uh, being the best, uh, about... uh, working hard about achieving something but I guess at some point uh, on one of my jobs I got the terrible burnout and I also had some family issues at those time and uh, I started to understand that there is no way to have energy when you are just like when you are just losing it so yeah uh, when you are uh, always trying to be the best but not really doing what you really want you just lose your energy and after that, uh, I got some psychosomatic symptoms, uh, and uh, some of them I even have now because it's like you know the results are usually not at the same time. Uh, the consequences they uh, appear later. Uh, so I got some spine uh, problems uh, and also some problems uh, with uh, digestion. It's like I guess it's a typical case <laughs> for people who got terrible burnout. And after that, I understood, I understood how it's important to learn yourself. And uh, hopefully I got to the company that really cares about the employees, uh, that uh, cares about the mental well-being. It's a company called Bitroot. And they have uh, regular yoga classes. So it was the accident that I got into yoga. 
I just decided to try it out. And at some point, I understood that this is the really good practice. Uh, it helps me to recharge my batteries. It helps me to get a better connection with who I am. Uh, it helps me to be in the present moment. So uh, at some point, I just really stick to it. And now this practice is really, really important for me. Yes, uh, so <laughs> this is about the why it's not why I started to uh, think that competition is not the good way because you are uh, in constant stress, in constant worries about that someone might be better than you. And that's okay. Uh, people are different. Everybody can be better in something, but together you can make, make a great difference. So, uh, and I started to switch to this creator mindset. Uh, that means that my purpose is not to be the best. Uh, my purpose is uh, to share what I love uh, with different people, to make difference uh, by uh, doing, by using my greatest gifts, and also to uh, realize my potential to some point. So, I guess when uh, a person has something inside that is growing like potential uh, at some point you need to express it because otherwise you don't have enough place inside for it to flourish so I guess this is the main point why I switched to the creator mindset I I understood that I have a lot of to share and if I don't share it it will it will just be inside me and it won't grow to the extent it could grow about living my potential to the fullest, uh, there are different uh, researches uh, that uh, that shows when uh, people feel uh, that they have meaning in life, they are much happier. And meaning in life is like your life purpose. It's uh, not something uh, abstract. It's usually uh, you who uh, who select what is your life purpose so basically life purpose it's your focus for the rest of your life it's your attention to the sphere you would like to develop so and this life purpose it gives you meaning and if you have this meaning and you are able to realize your potential to the fullest in this meaning you feel happiness so i guess uh uh, this is why I want to realize my potential to the fullest. And uh, about sharing knowledge, uh, I don't know, maybe it's something related to genetics because my family, uh, a lot of different generations, there usually were teachers among them. Uh, my mother is a math teacher, my grandmother is a biology teacher, and there were always like the desire to share something with someone and I guess knowledge is one of the things that I would like to share. So uh, basically, uh, besides knowledge, I also would like to share happiness, to share beauty. I guess uh, each person uh, has a lot of things they could share, but they depend. One on second, value. one second, yeah. because I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, I, I already have like 10 questions and this will not be a simple interview. So I won't because this is so interesting for me as someone a lifelong self-development lover. Mm -hmm. So then let's focus on one by one, but more about you really and who you are. So I'm going to ask in a very, very specific and simple way. You 
feel you said this exactly and you know the difference i'm not taking notes it's just my brain mm -hmm. is like this so you said that when you have something inside you if you don't share it it doesn't grow and then you spoke about how you want to have impact on others by sharing happiness and therefore i am asking do you have a tendency of being a giver which is the kind of person that if you make other people happy it's much more happy for you than if you are made to be happy or if you are uh, like served or i don't know how to explain it exactly so is this in a way your happiness is in giving and in making other people happier and i mean it that if you had to choose between either receiving happiness or giving happiness it will be giving or is this totally wrong uh yes so i guess to some extent you're right so i really like giving something to other people uh but uh i understand that there always should be a balance because if you are uh, all the time just giving and you are not receiving something uh, you will also you can also be burned out uh, so uh, I guess I am more givers than receiver, uh, but I also understand that uh, you need to help yourself first before helping others. This is like the golden and rule. Did you have a story or an experience where you gave too much, didn't receive anything, and you were burned out? Hmm. <laughs> I guess uh, there there were some work situation when I was trying so hard, but uh, I didn't receive like the results but it's not like the main worst experience uh, maybe maybe also there were situations when i had some family issues uh, my mom had some health issues and uh, she uh, was overcoming the divorce uh, and i was the only support uh, for her and uh, i don't think she wasn't given energy for me but she uh, didn't have enough energy at that point and I guess at some time I understood that uh, I need also to charge my batteries because uh, I don't have enough energy to give to her but you know when you are truthful to yourself and when you are truthful to the universe and you hope for the universe to help you the universe usually helps you and at that time, uh, I met the wonderful person, my boyfriend, who uh, gave me a lot of support, love and affection, and my batteries got recharged. I understand. This is very wonderful. So are you more of a spiritual person that you view life in a balance of a karmic proportion and that you give, but you also know that somehow, some way it will return? Uh, yeah, you know, I guess it will be for <laughs> all the questions to some extent. So I'm usually the person who tries to balance between uh, science and uh, spiritual things. So I believe both make sense. And this relates to all of my spheres of life. Uh, I usually would like to have uh, explanations of a lot of things, but I also believe that just believing sometimes is enough. So I guess something like that. I love that answer. And it makes me have to say that, you know, there are people who will be either believers or either scientists. So I have to ask you, what made you decide or understand or what belief do you have 
that allows both of those to, co- to coexist inside you at the same time? Uh, I think that's because of my experience. So uh, from the one hand, uh, I was always like a learner. And when you are a learner at school, at the universities, you usually depend on some scientific uh, materials. So when you are doing some researchers, and I got used to it. But on the other hand, uh, I have the good feeling of intuition. And from my childhood, uh, I a lot of cases, I believed my intuition and it was right. So I guess it's something about that. I have to ask, since you answer with it depends a lot, I know in work and everything you have to be decisive, but if we spoke about your personality, are you more of a hesitant person that finds it difficult to make decisions and you prefer to like delay and all that? Or are you a very desi- decisive person where you want something, you just decide and go? Uh, I think I'm more a decisive kind of person. So for me, if I am trying to spend too much time on uh, analyzing different situations, the decision becomes really hard for me. So for me, it's like, I will make this decision straight away. Uh, Sometimes it's not the best way, but I don't know. (laughs) I just do it this way. So if I understood correctly, in reality, you're not so decisive because when you begin thinking, you become a bit more confused and unable to decide. But then so you have the strategy of making a decision right away. So you don't have to be confused and undecisive later. Is this a good understanding? I guess I'm decisive, but I don't want to spend a lot of time on analyzing something. So uh, I guess I just take decision so fast uh, that there is uh, never a point when I'm hesitant, something like that. Great. And you have lived abroad outside Ukraine. If you were to describe how is life in Ukraine compared to the places where you have lived, like what is the similarity, differences, or experiences that can relate what is Ukraine to people who are foreigners? Uh Okay, so uh, in my life, I used to live uh, in two different countries uh, besides Ukraine. Uh, So it was the United States. I lived there for uh, months and a half. I was, uh, it was like a a work trip. Uh, And uh, I also lived uh, for the same amount of time in Sweden. Uh, and what is the most uh, <laughs> it was like not the best experience for me I missed home a lot uh, and I guess the main reason was that uh, I really love people uh, who I'm living with and who are uh, who I'm spending time with and uh, on those countries I was alone so for me it was difficult and uh, I love to travel but living in other country was a little bit stressful for me and uh I usually when I it was like the happiest moment for me to come back to Ukraine not get me incorrect so both the United States and Sweden have a lot of different uh, advantages but I love Ukraine because it's it has the really dynamic uh, and adventurous style of life especially in Kiev uh, you always have some destinations where you could go and do something interesting there are a lot of different uh, concerts, festivals. So there is no time when you don't have uh, 
some ideas where you could go. And for example, in Europe, there are some troubles with it uh, because they have everything closed after 7 p.m., for example. And in Ukraine, uh, even at night, <laughs> you can uh, find some directions where you could go. What I'm hearing is that you're more of a spontaneous person and a social person that you like to make quick decisions and to go try exciting and new things and go to destinations in Kiev that can give you new experiences as well as share time with people and connect and bond on a deep level and share happiness, whether through conversation or shared experiences or knowledge. Did I understand correctly? Yes, yes. I, I'm a very social person, but uh, it's not like the uh, way when you are uh, just uh, talking to everybody. So I'm a social person. Uh, in a way, I'm, I love to find my people, people who I, I have the connection with and spend time with them. And these people, they are usually different. They have different interests. So that's why we can do different things. I like what you're saying. So I have to ask, as a programmer who sits in front of the computer screen, and yes, I see you're an author and you've been a teacher which incorporates the human element, but why did you choose programming, which is more of a solitary, non-social kind of work? Or is this an impression? And programmers can have a lot of deep social connections and interactions while they do their work. Uh, I guess there are two reasons uh, that leads me to lead led me to programming. Uh, the first one is that uh, programming allows you to be a creator. Uh, I had a lot of ideas that I was not able to uh, employ, and at some point I start to learn programming, and now I can do a lot of different uh, stuff, realize my ideas. For example, the Happy Project, I did it all by myself and it was like great pleasure for me. Uh, I, I would also like to add that one of my values is beauty and front-end development allows you to combine programming with design and make really beautiful things. So it is the first reason. And the second reason is that I would like a lot of programmers, uh, they would like to connect uh, with other people, but there are some stereotypes in the societies that these are uh, fully introverted people uh, who don't like mm, speaking and connecting with other people. And I think this is partly my mission to ruin the stereotype and to make this uh, social intervention simpler for other programmers. That's why I also uh, participate in a lot of speaking events and uh, especially the events they propagate uh, soft skills and uh, and well-being thank you and can you explain a bit more what is exactly happy project yeah so this is a very very young project of mine um, just a month ago uh, i uh, it was born <laughs> just a month ago and uh, it is my uh, organization uh, the mission of uh, this organization is to share knowledge about happiness, about the science of happiness, about positive psychology, about the motivation. So uh, I use it as a platform uh, to hold different events uh, regarding happiness and also to post articles. But in the future, I hope I will have also courses that allow people to find their life purpose, to become happier in life, 
And also my happy project, it has the social mission. I really love uh, helping different charity organizations, uh, especially the organizations that work with uh, orphan children. Uh, And I guess my mission partly is to coach uh, these children because they have no one uh, who can share wisdom with them and who can who can say them what is happiness and how they could be happier. And uh, the social mission of the Happy Project is also to organize coaching for these kids so they could think not only about uh, just being the achievers or just, I don't know, making money, but also uh, of how they could realize their potential and how they could be happier. This is good. And I'm sensing something deeper that I really have to ask. Why is it important that other people believe what you believe? I I mean, I'm not saying it in any negative way, but it seems to me that you learned the lesson that, okay, if I am an achiever, that is too stressful. And there is another way, which is focusing on happiness and sharing happiness. But at the same time, I cannot stop but think maybe it's really, really like important and necessary for you that you see other people believing and sharing your values. And then it's not saying it in a negative way, but I'm Mm -hmm. wondering why is it so important? Because it sounds like a new religion or something, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) those people who go and try to spread religions in other countries, the missionaries uh, all over the world. It sounds to me like you're starting a new religion, (laughs) not just someone who is like relaxing and just sharing, but more of someone who is going on a uh, devoted uh, mission? Uh, I guess uh, I, uh, I'm working on being open-minded. At least I try to be open-minded. That's why for me it's also the platform to speak with other people and to understand uh, that I also may be wrong at some point. And I was wrong at a lot of points in my life. Uh, so yeah, I, I guess I just want to share some practices and mechanisms that helped me uh, to find my way through some difficulties. But uh, I also want to have a community of people who could share their experience and their knowledge. So I believe that uh, when we are together, uh, we can share more experiences and be stronger. Uh, And yeah, I guess uh, I believe in my values uh, very much. but. I don't want other people just to have my values. Uh, I guess if so, if everybody finds their own values, this is where the true happiness lies. Yes, thank you. And therefore, it relates to your people, your friends that you have now who have different backgrounds, which makes it interesting and excited because, exciting because it's not a copy of who you are, but each opens new adventures that you experience because of the diversity. And to end this, can you share things about Ukraine that maybe either two foreigners can share more about what Ukraine is, as well as to Ukrainians who are abroad? Maybe it will remind them of why it's such a lovely place so that maybe they return and rebuild the country. So that's one thing. Mm -hmm. The second is... Share your links for how people can communicate with you, can learn about your community and just get to know you more. Okay. Uh, So I just want to uh, uh, start with one point. I really love Ukraine. Uh, 
so I guess you've already noticed it from my <laughs> discussions about the living abroad. But uh, the reason why I love it is, first of all, because uh, it has a lot of creativity in it. You can create new horizons just from nothing i guess there are a lot of different opportunities uh, and you can catch them and work on them uh, there are also a lot of wonderful people in ukraine uh, who start different organizations uh, even without the support of the government so uh, there are a lot of governmental pro problems here but people are really really enthusiastic and they if they have the ideas they believe in they would work on these ideas uh, not thinking about some benefits. So I also love it. And there are a lot of social organizations that just work on enthusiasm related to ecology, to helping people. And it resonates with me a lot. And I also feel that uh, in Ukraine, there are a lot of places where you can help other people and also feel your impact on the world. So why I decided to have my happy project in Ukraine, not on other country, because Ukraine is not the happiest country in the world. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, it is ranked uh, as 140 country. So it's like, it's a lot of people are unhappy, but it also creates an opportunity to make other people happier. And uh, in Ukraine, a lot of people are good learners uh, and they value education. This is also what I like about Ukraine. One second, just please correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm, what I'm hearing is that some of your values are learning, creativity, positivity, and impact, and that maybe the process you do is you learn. It's like getting pregnant with knowledge, and then you need to let it out by sharing it with people, which gives you positivity and allows you to see impact. And impact for you is like giving birth, like to something new that was not there, which is creating, which in a way you prefer also to let in positive things and positive thoughts and positive knowledge. And then when it grows inside you and it's time to share it, you share it so that other people will receive it inside and it will share their positivity and therefore your positivity with them. And therefore, the more people you see impacted and being positive also the more that you feel you given birth to something in this world did i understand correctly and it's like a cycle of the more you impact the more motivation and positivity and happiness you get and therefore the more you get let inside consume experiences of other people and uh, thoughts and new experiences and knowledge to give more and that's a upward cycle of positivity impact learning creativity and higher and higher happiness is this correct yeah you know it's a really really good metaphor <laughs> i haven't thought about it this way but now i think about it this way it's a really great way of describing my mission and i would also add that also one of my values is love so i would like to share love <laughs> thank you wonderful so can you share about the this is amazing. You're someone very interesting. I encourage people to go check out your community. So where can they con connect with you or find more about Happy uh, Project or anything you're involved with? So I guess the best place is the uh, Happy Project website. Uh, it's, uh, it is written like happyproject.com.ua uh, and people can connect with me uh, 
on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Telegram. I don't know, maybe I can send you all the links <laughs> and you can share with people. Yes, I will put your Instagram, your LinkedIn and the website in the description. Thank you. It was such a pleasure and a great, great conversation, Kate. Thank you very much. It was also a really pleasure for me uh, because you don't have a lot of opportunities to talk about your values for everybody and about your mission and about your project. So thank you very much for such an opportunity. I hope people would like it.